When will it end? When will we finally have relief? Not just the pandemic, not just mass shootings, not just political divides, not just brutality, not just racism, not just unrest, not just protest, not just disease, not just cancer. When will we have relief from our own guilt, from the guilt of our sin? Or do those other concerns kind of push this one aside? In your day-to-day, what, what gives you the most anxiety? What do you spend the most time worrying about? The problems out there? The sins out there? The tragedies and the horrors that you see on the news? Or the tragedies and the horrors that you see within yourself? We all, every one of us, myself included, have guilt. That is a fact. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It is true. We have to distinguish between guilt and guilt feelings, feeling guilty. Because guilt is a reality whether you feel guilty or not. This message was hammered home for the Old Testament Israelites. Because every single day they had to go to the tabernacle or the temple and bring a bull or a lamb or a goat or a dove and blood had to be shed. Why? Because every one of them was guilty. If they wanted to offer prayers to God, if they wanted to worship God, if they wanted to think of themselves as good with God, if they wanted to address God, they had to sacrifice first. Because you cannot come to God with guilt. So an Old Testament Israelite could not walk up to the altar and say, I'm not going to give a sacrifice today because I realize that I'm a little bit better than that other Israelite who cheated on his wife. So I don't think I should have to give a sacrifice. An Israelite could not say, I'm not going to give a sacrifice today because I'm doing better. Yeah, I know that my past isn't perfect. I know that I'm not sinless, but at least I'm making progress. So for that reason, I won't sacrifice today. An Israelite could not say, what is the big deal with my little sins? Aren't there bigger sins you have to worry about, God? I'm not that bad of a person, so I won't give a sacrifice today. No, none of these excuses flew with God. Everyone has guilt. To the point where the man, the high priest, the person doing the sacrificing, the person taking the knife and spilling the blood of those animals, even he, before he did anything for anyone else, as holy of a person as he was, chosen by God for this specific purpose, even he had to offer sacrifices. Why? Because he had guilt too. So the message was hammered home. No one is free from guilt. The problem is not out there. The guilty party is not society. It's not some other group. The guilty party is me. It's you. It's us. 
no matter how you feel about it. Whether you feel guilty over the things that you said about someone else or not. Whether you feel disgusting over the things that you have done or you don't. Whether you feel gross about the thoughts that you've entertained or you don't. We have guilt. So what can we do? What is to be done about this guilt? Well, we can't just make a commitment to live differently, to turn our life in a different direction, to put our best foot forward because the feet that we put forward and every step that we take are made with sinful feet. Sin will go with you no matter which direction, direction change you decide to make. You can't escape your guilt on your own. And the high priest who offered sacrifices for the Israelites was just another guilty person trying to resolve the guilt of others. It was like two pigs in the mud trying to clean each other, or two, two drowning people trying to save each other when they both will be sucked down by the undertow. Trying to rid yourself of your own guilt is impossible because your hands are already dirty. They are stained with blood because of your sin. You cannot wash yourself. Trying to rid yourself of the guilt of your sin is like trying to clean your house with a dirty towel. You'll only make things worse. Have you heard of the Greek myth of Sisyphus? The man who was condemned for an eternity to push a giant boulder up a hill. But as hard as he tries, as much effort as he puts in, as hard as he pushes, he will never reach the top. He's condemned to do this for the rest of his life. That's us trying to get rid of the boulder, the weight of the guilt of our sin. We can't do it. When will we have relief? When is enough going to be enough? Did God condemn the Israelites to this system of sacrifice and high priests just to watch them squirm? Is God laughing at us for all the sins that we've committed and our puny attempts to do anything about it? No. No, he's not. In 1972, David Frost was interviewing an actor who was known to be a, a Casanova, if you will, a little bit of a womanizer. And he asked this person, this Casanova, he asked him what his definition of love is. And so all of America was sitting at the edge of its seat, right? Because they wanted to know what this womanizer would say is the definition of love. But I don't think anyone was ready for his profound response, and that's why people still remember it. He said, love is tolerance. Like if your child commits murder, you hate what they did, but you still love your child. Brothers and sisters, fellow sinners, God hates what we did. God hates sin. God hates wickedness, but God loves you. And so the lesson taught to the Israelites was that the blood of bulls and goats and doves had to be spilled for their guilt. When is it over? When will there be relief? When blood is shed. 
But the problem is the blood of bulls and goats and doves could not cover our guilt, could not cover our sins. But they pointed ahead to our great high priest. God loved you and he hated your guilt, so he did something about it. He sent his son, Jesus, to be our great high priest. Jesus was the only human being who was God in the flesh who lived a perfect life. He had no guilt. If anyone in the human race did not have to bring a sacrifice before God, it was Jesus because he did everything perfectly all the time. He was a unique individual to say the least. But how did we react to perfection when it walked among us? How did people respond to an innocent man like Jesus? Well, at first we were interested, right? We wanted to know what he had to say. We wanted to see what he could do. But that interest quickly turned into jealousy. Who does this guy think he is? He thinks he's better than us, doesn't he? And that jealousy turned into feeling threatened by him. And that feeling threatened turned into hatred. And that hatred turned into a murderous plot. And eventually, Jesus' own friend Judas betrays him for some money. And he is led before a kangaroo court, a mockery of a trial before Pontius Pilate. And he is nailed to a cross and slaughtered like an animal. All according to plan. Jesus was not killed unwillingly. Jesus was not crucified against his will. Because God hates sin, but God loves you. Jesus is our great high priest. He approached the altar of God, and he laid the sacrifice on it. And he raised his knife to spill blood, but the sacrifice was himself. Jesus, our great high priest, offers himself as our sacrifice. And because innocent, pure, perfect blood was shed, you are completely covered. You are completely forgiven. God has removed from you the most disgusting part of you. God has removed from you the worst part of you. God has forgiven the part that he hates because he loves you so much that he sent his own son to die for your sin. We use the word victim in our day and age to describe the suffering party of a crime, right? A murderer takes a life, the life that he took was his victim. But the word used to mean the animal on the altar. That was the victim. The bull on the altar, the ram, the dove, those were the victims slaughtered in ritual sacrifice. Jesus is our great high priest, but he is also our victim in both ways. Jesus suffered the consequence, suffered the effects of our sin. And Jesus also was the sacrifice by whose wounds we are healed. 
when is it going to end? When will we find relief? When will something finally be done about our guilt? Today. Good Friday. God's day. Good Friday is not the story of how sin triumphed over Jesus and they got him. Good Friday is the story of Jesus triumphing over your sin. Good Friday is the story of your forgiveness through Christ's death. But come back Sunday and see what God's love does when it goes even further. A reading from Hebrews 7. Such a great high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. Would you please stand?